What's up, my people? <laughs> We're going what? We're going what? We're going international. This make you go Alexandra and I am the host of this show. So today we're going to talk about trauma. Trauma, I mean, it's trauma. I know people are like, okay, some people don't know what trauma is, but that's why I got you, boo. I always got you guys. I always tell you, why should you die under me? Why? Excuse, why? Anyway, um, Today we're going international. Ah! Yes. My guest today is a renowned relationship coach. And she'll tell you more about herself. She tackles the topic on trauma. She has her personal experience with it. How to deal with trauma. You know, all those nitty gritties. So you better chill and listen because it's going down for real guys it's going down so i hope you enjoy and i hope you learn a lot yes before i forget how can i fail how can i fail to recognize my loyal listeners guys thank you so so much I am so happy guys you you always support me you give feedback you share you you know thank you so much my heart is so full i have so much love for all of you guys and a special shout out to one of my best friends she's called one boy to thank you so much for the mic guys those are time i really wanted a microphone from cdi gadgets because they they had a giveaway with Adelo Nyango, but I never got. But God bless me with a friend who cares. So thank you so much. All my love goes to you. I wouldn't have done this episode without the mic, of course. Yeah, so yeah. Let me not go far because 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 Welcome to It's Okay Child podcast. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for having me on your show. You're welcome, you're welcome. So, before we start, would you mind introducing yourself to people and telling us a bit about yourself? Um, hello, everyone. My name is Rosemary Mupamba. I'm an author, mm-hmm. a speaker, an internationally certified life transformational and relationship coach. I'm Mm -hmm. also a a a retreat leader. 
Before I, I did what I'm doing right now, I was a college lecturer. Right now, I'm working as a domestic violence counselor. And wow. I also work with people that are um, experiencing a lot of mental health issues. I have mm -hmm. a social work and sociology background. Wow. So what I can tell listeners is, I am that courageous woman who got tired mm -hmm. of crying myself to sleep due to mm -hmm. the grief that I had experienced in my, in my life. I mm -hmm. soon realized that, you know what, crying without taking action to change mm -hmm. my situation was not going to put food on the table for me. I had yeah. to regain my own power to pull mm -hmm. back the dark veil of grief, regret, mm -hmm. shame, and anger, and all the frustrations I was going through, the betrayal mm -hmm. and the fear that had kept me stuck in my self-pity life. Mm. So I lost my husband in 2000. So I've been widowed now for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I lost both my parents in the process after losing my husband. I lost mm. all my brothers. Uh, just mm. last year, my brother um, had a heart attack in 2019 and he passed mm. away. So after all this happened, I then moved to a foreign country. So after my husband passed away in 2000, I had to leave my country, Zimbabwe. Now I'm living mm -hmm. here in Canada, in Calgary. And I was separated from my children for six years. So that was mm -hmm. very, very um, traumatic for me. Mm -hmm. But now, you know what? Now I'm on a mission to face the world and help other individuals to dismantle the chains of grief and loss to mm -hmm. destroy all the insecurities, uh, to also fight the self-limiting beliefs and the poor me mindset that people mm. create for themselves. And also mm -hmm. the self-doubt, because uh, when you face a lot of grief and loss, you have mm -hmm. all this self-doubt that um, soon will encompass your mind and they disable you to progress into a new life, mm. uh, a new life of purpose and abundance. So I had yeah. no tools, Alexandra, to help myself, um, to pick myself up from the rock bottom. So I decided mm. to write my book. That's when I published my first book called Exhume or Heal, A Widow's mm. Memoir Getting Her Groove Back. So it's on mm -hmm. Amazon now. And it's also mm -hmm. on Barnes and Noble in the U.S. So I just finished introducing myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so today's topic is all about trauma and how to deal with trauma. So in your opinion, mm -hmm. what is trauma? Trauma is the emotional response to any event that caused you pain or grief. These could be physical, emotional, or even financial events. For example, you could have been sexually assaulted. You could have been physically abused. You could have gone through experienced natural disasters like volcano, hurricanes, and floods. You could have been in a war zone, uh, countries that have gone through war. You could have gone through a terrible divorce.
you could have lost a loved one uh widowhood or you could have been orphaned lost a parent or lost any close family members even your best friends you could have gone through rejection in a relationship you could have gone through uh, rejections for example you applied for a job and you got rejected but you knew or you were expecting to be accepted in that position and then you get rejected that also can cause trauma another example also is um, when you have been physically assaulted somebody assaults you or somebody was trying to rob you and they assault you in order to to get some stuff out of you this could be domestic violence as well so trauma is anything that is life altering so uh, an event that is going to change your life or an event that is going to stick on your mind negatively that brings out some negative emotions every time you think of, you think of it that is what is called trauma and then trauma also has many forms and many types of trauma trauma could be visible this is when you are assaulted or trauma could be invisible so these are the things that uh, you can hide away from people for example if somebody um, sexually assault you if they didn't physically abuse you or beat you and you don't have a bruise to show what happened then that is considered as an invisible trauma because it is hidden away from the world and it is something that you can actually hide for example you can wear a mask um, to hide your pain uh, these masks that i'm talking about are you could dress up really nice. You go to work with a big smile on your face, but inside you are a pile of rubble. You were sexually abused last night, but when you go to work, because you cannot talk about this abuse, you mask it by makeup, uh, putting on uh, a happy face, dressing up all nicely, and everybody will think, oh yeah, she, she is really put together. But deep down inside, you are dying of grief and trauma. And most of the times, all these types of traumas are also surrounded by fear. Uh, and fear is what usually keeps everybody stuck in their trauma because you don't know what else to do. You are so scared. Uh, to go out into the world or you are so scared to get triggered again if somebody might step behind you and rape you again or if somebody in your family gets uh, abducted or kidnapped or somebody in your family passes away and so you kind of create all these walls around you just to protect you so that is trauma and um, another type of trauma as well is um, it also comes in either big T's, what I call the big T's or the small T's. So the big T traumas are those like a divorce. Uh, that is going to change your life. So that's love, life altering. A widowhood, you have been widowed. 
that's life altering. So that comes with a big T because you are going to change your lifestyle. You are going to change your status. You are going to change who you are and probably move uh, environments because you either cannot uh, afford to live where you are or you have to move due to circumstances beyond your control. So that's another type of trauma. And the ones that are small T's are the ones that, for example, you get into an argument with your boss at work. That's a small T because uh, that argument might not alter your life. It's just something that you know you can talk about. You can also have an argument with your spouse, um, a colleague at work, or even your children, and you are very disappointed with them. But at the back of your mind, that conversation is going to stick with you but it did not alter your life the only thing that it altered is your emotions because now you are angry you're upset you are frustrated and you think people have um, disrespected you so that's my take on what is if i may ask what is your personal experience with trauma and how did you deal with it as well as the advice you can give to people dealing with trauma out here? My experience with trauma started when I was still young in my country in Zimbabwe before I moved to Canada. Our country went through a liberation struggle for years and years. And I remember there was a time when we had to dodge some bullets with my mom in the village. We had to leave the house because our house was going to be burned down. So we left our house and we went into the field. From there, we crawled out of our field onto the main road when it was uh, daytime. And we took a bus and we went to the city where my dad worked. After that, even when we went to school, it was so scary to uh, to go out of the schoolyard because you, 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 we didn't know whether you are going to meet either the soldiers or um, the comrades at that time. So that was really traumatic for us because every time you would be on edge because you don't know whether you are going to meet the soldiers or you don't know whether you are going to, to bump into the freedom fighters. But gr growing up, I didn't know that, you know, that was trauma. In 2000, I lost my husband. My youngest child was only five years. My daughter, my eldest daughter was 12, my son was nine. Due to the circumstances that surrounded the death of my husband, it was really traumatic because I didn't know who else to trust. I didn't know what else to do. When he passed away, things were really difficult in my country. My dad moved in with me to help me take care of my kids. But unfortunately, my dad passed away again. So that left me like without a hedge of protection surrounding me. I had to leave the country. I came to North America. North America also really traumatized me because you know, coming from Africa, and you're coming into North America. I had to start afresh, to start from scratch. That was hard. I had to go back to college. 
I had to work about three jobs in order to support me and my children. There were times when I was homeless. When I came to North America, I was homeless for a while. I stayed in my car, but in the meantime, I still was working. But I also didn't have papers, you know, to be legal in the country. And then when I got my papers uh, afterwards, I managed to get a house. I managed to go back to school. I managed to do everything that everybody is doing. In the process of all that, I was separated for six years from my children. You know, immigration is not as easy as people think it is. When you are coming from Africa, coming here to North America, uh, getting your papers processed, and then managing to raise enough funds for uh, all the paperwork that was needed. That was tough for me. So that also really traumatized um, the trauma that I had already experienced that I was still dealing with or even trying to deal with. But for me, it was different because I went into a survival mode. I stopped thinking about um, what went wrong in my life. I turned into a superwoman. I started working three, four jobs just to survive in order to raise enough money to bring my children over. But that took six years, as I said. But in the process of all that, I lost both my parents. My mom passed away. All my brothers passed away. Just last year, 2019, I lost my youngest brother. He had a heart attack and he passed away. I had to fly back to my country, Zimbabwe, for his funeral. Imagine every time I went to Zimbabwe, he was the first person first person at the airport, I would see him from afar because he was this big six foot guy, six foot six guy. He was towering over everybody. Every time I went home, he would be there to welcome me home. But when I went back for his funeral, for some reason, I kept on looking for him. In my mind, I knew I'm here for his funeral, but somehow, it just didn't sink with me that he was gone. I kept on looking around and hoping to find a sign or something that told me that, you know what, uh, this is just a nightmare. Your brother is alive. But no, I didn't find that. So in, in the process of all this, because I just didn't know how to deal with my grief, I was just too busy trying to be a superwoman to bring my children over, to send myself back to college. I didn't give myself time to go through a proper grieving process. As a result, I suffered complicated grief. I suffered unresolved grief because I just didn't know how to deal with it. The systems that we use back home, at home, uh, people encourage you not to cry. I remember at the funeral of my husband, I was told, hush, don't cry. Don't cry like that. Make sure you hide your tears so that you are strong for your kids. So I didn't, I didn't grieve my husband properly. After that, there was a lot of betrayal that happened with the in-laws and a lot of um, disappointments that happened with the friends and family and everything. The people that I thought would be there for me actually turned against me. 
So that was hard. I didn't have time to deal with all that. And then on top of it, I'm dealing with immigration here in Canada to get my, my kids over. All that, I didn't give myself time to grieve and process my grief. So for me to heal, I had to, I decided to write my book. That's when I published my first book called Exhume or Heal, a widow's memoir, getting a groove back. In my book, I wrote the journey that I went through as a widow, how I managed to survive, how I managed to forgive all those people that had hurt me. And forgiveness was the process for me because all these years I felt that um, I needed revenge. I needed to cause those people that had betrayed me revenge as well. But you know what? They never gave me the platform to do that. So I couldn't do it. I was dealing with all this unforgiveness. I was dealing with all this grief that was bottled in me. And I developed serious high blood pressure. I developed a lot of physical problems. I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, and I had lost so much weight as well. And that really affected my children. So for me to heal, I had to remember that, you know what, I have children that I need to be taking care of. That's when I decided to write my book. That book helped me to remove all the pain that I had in my mind and put it on a piece of paper. Right now, that book, Exhume or Heal, A Widow's Memoir, is now available on Amazon. And I use that book as um, a healing manual. It has helped so many people. It's not just for widows, but anybody that has gone through grief, because there's a lot of healing therapies that I put in that book. So that was uh, how I was able to deal with um, my trauma. And going on uh, also on how I dealt with it. The other thing also that I did was my faith in God. It also helped me to keep me alive. <laughs> so um, I also realized that healing is a choice. It's up to you to heal. You have to make that decision so that you can heal. The advice that I can give, which is your third question here, the advice that I can give to anyone uh, dealing or experiencing traumatic um, events in their life is you need to take um, to take note of your life. Look back at the events in your life. What is it that is really keeping you awake? You must have awareness that you have a problem. Because right now I'm working as a domestic violence counselor and I'm also a life coach, a life transformational coach. So I work with a lot of people that have experienced grief to help them to deal with their grief and then able to move forward and start a new life. So for anybody to heal, for anybody to move past their trauma, they need to create awareness that they have a problem that needs to be addressed. 
They need to look at the negativity in their life. They need to look at people that are surrounding them. What do these people keep telling you? Do they keep reminding you of the bad things that happened to you in your life so that you keep being agitated all the time but, uh, about your past pain? You need to surround yourself with positive people, people that are going to bring happiness to you, people that are going to be able to encourage you to step out of that negativity. Yesterday happened that trauma was caused or perpetrated on your life. You can't change that. But now it is up to you to accept that, you know what, it happened. So what? The life moves on. The world will continue turning. Life will move on with or without you. You need to realize that keeping stuck in your trauma, keeping you uh, stuck in your pain is not going to put food on the table. It's actually a self-destructive behavior because they are doing a disfavor to yourself, to your family, and to everybody around you, especially if you have children. You have to look out for, your, for yourself so that you are able to look after your children. So that's another thing too. You need to be kind to yourself. I know sometimes we are so filled with regret. We are so filled with the disappointments with ourselves because you think, why did I allow people to abuse me? Why did I allow people to do that to me? But sometimes it happens because you were in a wrong place at the wrong time and you did not deserve that abuse. The next thing that you need to do, forgive yourself. If you still continue to have those anger issues, if you still continue to have the regret and self-blaming, forgive yourself for that. Because without forgiving yourself, you'll never be able to have strength to forgive other people. We move next to um, how, how you can identify that you are having negative thoughts every time when you are alone. What are you thinking? What's on your mind? You have to start parenting yourself. When you have children, you always tell them, no, don't do that. Don't say that to your elders. Make sure that you are dressed properly when you leave the house. When you eat your food, you don't talk with your mouth full. So this is now what you need to do to yourself. You start helping yourself to move away from the pity party mindset, from the self-doubt mindset to the self-pity mindset, the poor me mindset, so that you can move on into uh, the prosperity mindset, so that you can move on with your life. You also need a strong support system. Find people that will encourage you. Find people that will validate your pain. Find people that will help you to move away from the rock bottom, the rock bottom uh, situation that you are in. The other thing also is you need to find your balance. What is your balance? Most of the times when we have gone through trauma, we suffer from what I call lack of emotional boundaries. We don't know when to release our pain. We don't know who you talk to. Uh, you also don't know how many times you have, you have told your broken story to other people. Sometimes 
we also don't know and we have no filter when we are talking about our pain. And sometimes also we don't talk about anything. We still continue to cover up. All those are emotional boundaries. So you need to have uh, friends that are going to help you and support you. You also need to get a coach, for example, get a coach. If you can't get a coach, get somebody uh, that you can afford to help you out of your pain. Go for exercises, change your lifestyle. Look at um, what you are doing every day, during the day or at night. Look at your habits. Are you going straight for the short-term uh, solutions? The short-term solutions are these, uh, what I call STEBS, S-T-E-B-R-S. These are the things that are short-term, okay? These are um, short-term solutions. For example, you go shopping, use your credit card because you just want to kill your pain. But what you don't realize is you have created more financial distress on yourself. You have spent the money that you don't have. Or you go drinking with friends. You come back home, you are throwing up, or you get sick. Uh, the following day, you have a hangover. So now, instead of you solving one problem, you have created two more problems. Or you go on food comfort. You eat a lot just to uh, quieten your pain. And before you know it, you have put in so much weight and then you get surprised. Oh, how, how, how did I put on all this weight? It's because you are comfort eating and not doing anything. You don't exercise, you don't do, after, you, uh, after working, you come home, you develop into a couch potato. The only thing that, that you do is feed your body with junk food, okay? That is not healthy and that will not help you to heal from your trauma. The other thing also that you need to do, practice what I call harm reduction in your life. Look at the bad behaviors that you are doing. What are you doing every day? when you are in pain or when you get triggered from um, your past trauma, what are you doing in order for you to be dealing with the pain? So those are the uh, few examples that I can give and advice for anybody that is experiencing trauma. Wow. Wow. I'm just shocked. That is a series of draining traumatic experiences one after another. And I'm just amazed how you survived all that, especially dealing with that separation from your brother, then his demise, followed by the demise of your husband and your parents, also moving to a new country, starting afresh. That is really hectic, yeah? But my take-home is... Yeah, from what you've said, it's more of taking care of yourself, more of self-love, yeah, as a co-solution to healing from trauma. And yeah, as we wind up, where can people reach out to you, your social media platforms, your email, you know, because I'm really sure that people out here are struggling with trauma and they don't know who they can seek help from, so... Where can they reach out to you? My social media uh, is 
My website is roseslifecoaching.com. Roseslifecoaching.com. And you find there on the website, there's a speaker page as well. And there's also a page for retreats. There's also a note for you to buy my book. And there's also all the services that we offer, how we can help you in order for you to deal with your grief. And another thing also is my Facebook page. My Facebook page is Rose T. Mupambra. And that's my personal Facebook. My business Facebook is Rose's Life Coach. Rose's Life Coach. It is a, a purple and white logo. You won't miss it. And then um, on Instagram, you can find me on rosemary.trish. Rosemary.trish. That's my Instagram. My email is rtm at roseslifecoaching.com. Or you can use roseslifecoaching at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I hope this will be able to help you in your future. And good luck. And thank you. Bye-bye. With all that Rosemary has said and shared, I hope this helps someone and the point has been driven home. And in case you want to reach out and give feedback, please do so. The Instagram handles on the description box. And yeah. Till next time, blessings, love, and so much light.